Hi, I'm Daniel and welcome back to episode two of the Last Minute Corner podcast. A podcast for football fans, by football fans. Today joining me again is Jack and Adam to talk about the world of football this week and then attempt to agree on the Champions League winners who will lift the Holy Grail. If this is something you'd be interested in, make sure to subscribe for similar content. So, how are you both doing today? Yeah, I'm good, Dan. Um, looking forward to today. Glad to be here with two of my favourite people. How are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm actually quite excited for this topic. I, I was saying that pre-recording. I think it will be an intro. I hope there's a bit of debate. I think there could be an easy answer here, but I'm hoping you boys have done some research. And Do you think the easy answer is Chelsea? Obviously. <laughs> what I've about got... you, Jack? How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I've got plenty to say today. Not all of it about the sure. Champions League, I'll be honest. <laughs> We will get into the news, and I have much to say about the Man United situation. But well, uh, let's not start there. <laughs> well, I think for me and Adam being big Rangers fans, we kind of have to go straight to the old farm. So, how did you find the game, Adam? Are you happy with the result? I was happy with the result in the end. Um, the, the first half of the Rangers started very slow. Um, kind of grew into the games that went on. I think in the end, the draw was a fair result. The narrative was that Celtic totally dominated and had so many more chances, but I didn't feel there was a lot of quality chances in there. Um, but all in all, still unbeaten after after 33 games. You can't complain at that. What do you think, Dan? Honestly, I think any Rangers hand probably would have took a draw before the match. I mean, especially away from home. I know it's because we've been doing well against Celtic recently, but... Mm-hmm. You are still going away to, although there are no fans there, you still are away from home. It's still tricky, especially yeah. if just playing on the Thursday night as well. I think most That's Rangers fans would have taken a draw. I know I would have. I was quite content. Not That's massively how we played, but, but it was big we've game took, management. So We've took seven points out of nine in Old Firm games so far this season, stayed unbeaten. So you can't make a complaint. We've only conceded one through the three Old Firm games as well. So uh, and In terms of what you say, having played the Thursday night and having played quite a lot of fixtures this year because of Europe, uh, yeah, no complaints from me. Yeah, and I think it was quite a suitable last fixture before the split in the league, which always is exciting, especially for the bottom half. The, the table was looking mm-hmm. really close down there. So I think it brings a bit more excitement back, especially to fans at the bottom half of the table. Are you talking to me? Playing for their lives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, Jack, here's your cue. <laughs> I think Dundee United are pretty safe. Um, I'd agree. Just from that start of season form where they were really, really positive, um, it's obviously dipped a bit in recent months, maybe not been as consistent. But yeah, just a lot of draws mainly, Jack, isn't it? Yeah, um, they've been struggling to hold wins. Quite often mm. they'll take the lead and then in the last minute they'll go and concede. And it just shows the fact it's their first season in, in the Premier League. Scottish Premier League that is. Thanks for being back for your first years. And I might be speaking wrong, but I guess you would take this at the start well, of the season. Absolutely. Not to be down near where Hamilton and Kilmarnock is quite positive for the first year. Maybe it's not been the best football by the sounds of a lot of the games. A lot of nil nils, one nils, but staying in the league, I think, was the main objective. Anyway, they could do it. And hopefully they can get Shankland. Yeah, I think that's, year. that's been part of the issue. Shanklin's, I think, only got seven so far, which you would expect more from him. Um, but he just had a bit of a sort of slow stuttering start to the season. 
Um, so if you can get him firing next year and then maybe one or two more additions, I certainly aside you think should be challenging top six going into Absolutely. next season. Absolutely. There's a lot of positive signs. Um, if they strengthen and go into next season, easily get top half of the split next season. So, yeah, yeah, I think that's, that's where the entertainment will be that in this post. I may be biased as a Rangers fan, but I feel like the top half of the table won't be too interesting. It'll be that relegation scrap that's really mm-hmm. close when you actually look at the table. Um, big teams down there as well, like a Kilmarnock who were flying under Steve Park only a couple of a few years ago now, but still feels very close. Well, I've said on that piece and come out recently, and it's just it's bizarre to think Clark had them sitting third that final year, and deservedly third, and comfortably third. Um, and the downturn in just like that two-year period is just incredible. Yeah. yeah. So, you want to tell us, Jack, why you're so raging? I feel like everyone's oh, in suspense. Do you want me to get into it? Absolutely, I could. So, I mean, I watched the Mine 8 game, the Leicester game at the weekend. Enjoy um, it. I was at work, actually. I had it up on the second screen. And I cannot say I enjoyed it, Daniel. I just do not understand what Ollie was thinking. Um, it annoyed me enough when he came out the day before and said that trophies are an ego boost to cover up the cracks in a manager's reign. I'm like, what? What are you on about? Like, it sounds like a direct attack at someone like Mikel Arteta, who has won a trophy, yeah, and is you know not necessarily the end product for his team, but. Nobody saw that FA Cup win last year as, oh, well, everything's fine and dandy at Arsenal. They don't need to improve. It was, okay, he's proven he can win something even with this squad. Let's back him and see what he can do. So the idea of saying that trophies are an ego boost just is not the mindset of a Man United manager. And then when I saw the lineup for the Leicester game, I'm like, why is he resting players? It's the international break. And our next game's against Brighton anyway, in the in the league where we're comfortably probably going to finish top four. You have to go and win a trophy. I just found it absolutely... Take nothing away from Leicester. They were by far the better team on the day. Like, no doubt about it. But United just let them play. And I just don't know how you don't put out your, your best team in a quarterfinal in the FA Cup. Maybe turning the screw here a little bit, but a lot's been made of the rotated squad, but... It was still a very strong team out there, and you're talking yeah. a Leicester team that's missing Barnes, Madison, Pereira. Um, I think that you'd look at the Leicester team, it wasn't their strongest team. Absolutely. I mean, no disrespect to players like Albrighton and that, they're clearly not the stars that um, they're used to. Um, James Justin as well. I do, um, I do fully agree with what you're saying there, Daniel. My only issue is Leicester played that team because, you know, Madison, Barnes, they're out injured. Yeah. My United didn't play Bruno Fernandes because we rested him, just put him on the bench. Cavani was back. Like, why are you playing not your your best team? You have to do that in a knockout competition, especially at this stage, especially against a team like Leicester, where even without some of those players who have performed for them this season, you know how good they are. You know they're going to punish you if you let them play like that. So it just baffles me. You look at the draw now, going up against to play Southampton in the semi-finals it would have been a, a dream draw for me and they've just got absolutely messed up I just don't know what he was thinking but shambles of a performance I think it's it's the moment where I have been the most in terms of 
what is this guy doing in the job? If you're not there to win trophies, why are you buying a manager? Yeah. I just don't get it. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's got to be... I mean, I've always known... I think we've grown up in the Ferguson era, so it's always been Man United winning trophies. I get the team's not there, but I think what you said, I think most Man United fans were not happy when he said that trophies are an ego boost because I think it gives you the backing. And what are you in football for if you're not winning silver? Like, exactly. Really, He's not wrong. The Champions League every year isn't the main goal. Yeah. I get nowadays how important it is, especially financially, but... That's Absolutely. not what fans want, and that's not surely what a club wants. He's not even wrong. Trophies are an ego boost, but a deserved ego boost, because you yeah. have won a trophy. You're entitled to have that ego. That's why Ferguson won so consistently. It's because he had that ingrained in his players. Like think, You need to go out there with a swagger. That's what we were saying on Sunday when we were speaking about Jack as well. Is that's what surprises you, is all he was there for Fergie's win, for a good chunk of it. So he knows that attitude that Fergie built around Manu of that winning was everything. Um, and for Manu, I mean, what's this? This is second full season now. Second Major? full season, yeah. Um, like, at what point do you need a bit of an ego boost? <laughs> like, right now, I just I don't feel it. I just I failed to grasp what he was trying. The point he was trying to make. Um, I don't know, you look at Pep and Klopp have won as many trophies as anyone in the last couple of years but that's why they're the best managers in the world because they, they win trophies um, and I just I, I just don't understand it like, it, just, really it mean... did feel like a direct attack at Michael Arteta and I'm like, but you're not playing Arsenal like you're playing Leicester mm-hmm. why are you saying something that seems so specific to Michael Arteta for absolutely no reason even on top of that, even he's like on the day I didn't understand a few like his subs Fred obviously struggled in the first half. Um, not just giving the ball away for the goal, he gave the ball away repeatedly in the middle of the pitch. Oh, constantly. And then they lasted eighty five minutes. Um yeah. I just some of the decisions I was really he's not trusted Donny van der Beek pretty much at all this year. And yet in a FA Cup quarter final that was a chance to start him for some reason. Yeah, especially when he was just back from injury as well, like, Yeah. What are you doing? Um it's at least play like strange. a at least play a full striker up with him. Cavani's back from injury as well. Just put him in. Give him I think the main to argument off. has to be what you were saying, Jack. That internationals coming up. Usually, to be fair, I'd be a lot more lenient, being like they've played on the Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Um, I get how that's fun, but we were just talking about Rangers. They played pretty much the same team that played on Thursday night. So clearly, fitness you could you could manage it really. I mean, Absolutely, and it's a big squad. Like I don't mind some rotation. Like if you're yeah, gonna, if you're gonna rest to Shaw, yeah. If you're gonna Ellis rest Shaw, was one of the better players, and exactly. I get Shaw's been one of your best players this year, but I was surprised he was one of the people that got subbed off when he changed that. Absolutely, Tellez actually looked one of your better players on the day, and I think he has an attacking output probably more than Shaw if you're chasing a game. So that's the thing that will look Shaw as well. He's been one of the best players this year, but it's the first time we've ever really seen him get a run of games properly like this. Um, and some players need to play week in, week out. They need that momentum all the time. Um, so, to f- again, Fotel is back in against Leicester are very good going forward. So, I, I, I just, I, I really can't grasp. The Tellers one didn't bother me that much. Was. It was kind of the, he changed kind of the formation as well and ended up playing like Pogba out on the left. And I'm like, he's had some success there. Like, fair enough. But, Again, if you're going to a quarter final, why are you playing Pogba as a left winger? Like, 
just don't do that. Play him in midfield. It's his best position. I just... I've never baffling a particularly big fan of seeing Fred and Matic play together as well. Oh, Fred uh, plays way better with literally anybody else with, with him. Yeah, like it just doesn't seem to be a good balance sure. between the two of them when they play together. Yeah. Um, and then also, I'm not a massive fan of playing two left footers in there. If they're truly world-class players, I think it's different, but I don't think they're totally, truly world-class players. I just don't think they look comfortable next to each other because one yeah. of them has to play on that, that right-hand side where they don't look as comfortable on the ball. Yeah, um, and it's all that. But yeah, like you say, Jack, it's just... His attitude going into the game just wouldn't have filled you with confidence in the first place anyway. It's that that quote, trophies are an ego boost that paper over you know, the cracks. And yeah. He mentioned that league position gives a better reflection of where the club is at. And I'm like, yeah, we're second. You know, we're, we're not the best. Mm-hmm. So that means not good enough. You're my United manager. Second isn't good enough. That's the manner of the second as well. It's yeah. comfortably behind the second. I think, I think if United had a title race on, I'd maybe understand the rotation. Exactly. But the, the league's done. I mean, I, I could, could bite me, but I'd be fair. It's, it's second, but I think it's still about 30 points dropped, which over the course of the season, you're not likely to win a league title. Exactly. Um and it's second in a year where the league table seems very strange, right? Because we've set it been so far ahead, which is uncommon compared to the last couple of years. But it was just this was a good chance for him. Like you say, Jack, with the with the draw in the semi final that you could have had, this was a really good chance for him. Yeah, because uh, if he gets to a final against Man City, I fully back him to beat Pep again. Um, Chelsea would have been an interesting final. Probably would have lost, but you know, you have to get to that semi first. Leicester was the biggest challenge to get through here. You beat Liverpool, like all you have to do is get past this last one, and you've got a decent run into the semis. Doesn't even put out a full squad. And and that quote, as I say, what it sounds like to me, saying the day before a quarter final that trophies are an ego boost, it says to me, I expect to lose this game tomorrow, and I want a reason to not have the press jump on me. If I downplay it, you know, it doesn't sound so bad when I go out. It's just stupid. Absolutely baffling to me. Anyway, well, I think talk about United, yeah, talk about United, we'll probably address the Europe results. That's one thing you must be happy with. That I was happy with. I thought it was a very, not necessarily exciting game in, in Milan, but I thought it was a very professional performance from United. Uh, absolute night and day, if you look at that in the Leicester game. Yeah. Looked very, very comfortable against Milan, other than like one Zlatan chance. So, I think even yeah. compared to the first leg, he's looked, it looked like a totally different game. Yeah, looked much better. Uh, and the thing is, that game is much more of a reflection of how we've played recently, which is there's been a lot of clean sheets. Uh, I think the only team in Europe that had a better um, defensive record than us was Chelsea, because they just like three goals conceded in ten games or something for United. It was really impressive up until the Leicester game. Um, happy to get through. I think the draw's all right. We've got Granada, so we'll see how that goes. I think we should be able to beat them. Well, we definitely should be able to beat them. Um, I mean, in terms of European results, I think you're the happier of us, Daniel. Yeah, I think, well, not only with the draw, Getting through as well, just even to reach that. We've not managed it for the last few years, so getting this far already, and there's already a feeling of progression there. Um, I think Chelsea, 
look strong, very strong. I've could easily we know how form works. It can easily fall by the wayside, but they look like a team that's together. I remember watching Thiago Silva mount in the stand, and the team looks together. It's a squad. It's not just an eleven. It's a squad, and unlike United subs, who I think are subpar a lot of the time, if Chelsea rotate. It doesn't look too far out of place. You could chuck Giroud on and so and it completely changes the tactic but also um gives it some of the defend the other defenders to worry about something else. So I think Chelsea are in a good place and I think to have three English teams is also a good sign just for the game as well, going through. Um City and Liverpool and Liverpool as much as they struggled looks really impressive over their two legs against Leipzig, who did destroy United. So um, I had to get that in now. No, we so, also we also destroyed them. So it's, it's a strange one. Yeah, that. no, I, I agreed, agreed. Um, but still, it's, they made it look easy work against. I would say quite an impressive Leipzig. So, um, and City, I think we all expected to go through. But the manner in which they went through, I mean, I know Moch and Gladbach are in free fall just now, but they basically made it look like it was a relegation Premier League that they're playing over the two weeks. It didn't look under threat at all um but yeah i think quite a good um draw for chelsea for sure yeah um, i think before we step fully into that draw we should probably touch on the the other leagues in europe um i know psg are back on top so maybe poch isn't gonna bottle it there has been a few moments since he's taken over that i've expected them maybe to to not win this league, but then you remember it's PSG, and the problem is probably going to win it. Yeah, PSG have expectations. I think while well, Poch's team it is quite different in a lot of aspects to a two shell teams, so I think it will take time for them. He clearly doesn't have the players he wants in that squad. He really wants a good number ten. We could see that with the going after Delhi Ali so much in January. He's playing Verratti there, who as much as I think Verratti is a quality player, he's not. He can't play that role. Yeah. He's it, not impressed. It um, doesn't help when you've got players like Neymar that kind of pick and choose when they want to be available as well. I think he's going to yeah. get... He needs almost a summer training camp with him and still his ideas. But I think we'll have enough to win the league and I think that'll be enough. I think they've probably got the worst draw they could have asked for in the Champions League. But I hope... I think that'll work in Poch's favour if they do get knocked out. I think he can say... Yeah, but look who I was playing against. So, um, yeah, um, yeah, still an impressive one away from home against our title rivals when what's been a yeah. hard. And you look at their team though; they they have no excuse not to win that league. They have the best team by far. Um, Mbappe and Neymar up front. You know, they're just missing a a being striker. Really, they haven't had one since obviously Cavani left. I've seen them linked to Harry Kane recently. Obviously, Pochettino connection there as well. It's a terrifying front three of Mbappe, Neymar, and, and Harry Kane. If that was uh, that, got a but I just don't feel like he has. He's not. He's not that. And that Moise presence, Keane, is he? Yeah, no. Moise Kane's been good this year, but I still don't know if he's a Champions League winning striker at this yeah. time in his career. He still has time to develop, and I might be yeah. wrong, but I don't see him like a Lewandowski who would drive you to the title yeah is, is he going to lead the line in a Champions League final and you're going to feel yeah. confident you're going to win it probably not agree so 
Um, but yeah, so I think we're, we're brushed over the leagues and I see times moving on, so I probably should start getting onto our Champions League predictions. So this week, I asked the gentlemen to make their predictions for the coming Champions League. With a quarters and semi-finals drawn, I rode to the finals laid out for each team, meaning it's possible to map out who we think will win without having to worry about the speculation of draws. Before we start, have a think yourself. See how many you match in terms of who you think will go through. So, how are we doing this? Are we talking winners first, or do you want to talk who we think will advance for each tie and work it that way? I think we'll go for each tie. Probably the easiest way to do it. We touched on... I think the one we should start is probably the easiest one. I could burn myself incredibly here, but I'd be very surprised if Chelsea didn't progress. Although Porto are historically a good Champions League team, they do deserve respect. Um, they made Atletico Madrid look not a great team considering they're popular La Liga. Yeah, you're very, very comfortable against them. Furthermore... Especially even for the first leg, Porto are missing their main striker who scored the most goals for them in the competition for the first leg. So I could see this, depending on how it works, being over in one tie, Chelsea keep a clean sheet and get rid of goals. But I might be wrong, but I still would be surprised if Porto went for it. Um, I think that's probably you should be in cream. I'm much the same as you, Dan. I just said, I think Porto were very good defensively against Juve, but I don't think, especially obviously missing the striker, I don't think they're that terrifying going forward for this level of European football. Um, and also the one thing Tuchel really has fixed out at Chelsea is he just looks very strong defensively now. Yeah. Um, and you're just kind of figuring it out going forward as you're going as well. So I just, I think they'll be valiant. I think they'll defend really well and I think they'll make it tough for But I just, I can't see... I can't see any situation really where I feel like Porto will, will do what they've done to U of A to Chelsea. Yeah. I'm not expecting a high scoring draw, that's for sure. I think it'll be quite a cagey defensive teams, just which I will happily take 2 0 two one no wins, I think. Yeah. Um and I don't see Porto really scoring, which is kinda why it's straight this is where they go you know, up in ten minutes or something. But I realistically <laughs> With how Chelsea, I mean, they've only conceded one goal from open play since two shells took over, and that was that yeah. Mino goal. The other goals they conceded was the deflection. That it's been, uh, well, I should say, opposition players the only goal, Minamino, um, but still, no, I fully agree. At the back. I fully agree. I don't see how Chelsea don't get through that in two legs, um, mainly because of their their defensive solidity. It's it's been it's been honestly ridiculous, Daniel. You watch them play, and they're not even giving up many big chances. Like no. Mendy hasn't been having to make like crazy saves, which I think is where he's at his best, is being ready for that one save a game, which is what you need at a team of that level. So I fully back Chelsea to get through. Um, very impressed by Porto against Juve, but you know. Yeah. We we'll have to give Porto credit. I do think getting all past Juve and especially Ronaldo team over two legs is impressive. Yeah, I did I feel like that was them giving their absolute everything to get through, and I just don't see them recapturing that kind of play against Chelsea. Because I mean, Pepe in defence was obviously ridiculous against Juventus, especially in the second leg. Do I see him being able to do that against Chelsea? Probably not. 
So I think we've all wrapped that one up. So we'll probably move on to another English team. Who This one probably is a bit more debate. Liverpool v Real Madrid. What did you think? I think Real Madrid, to be honest with you. I mean, that's that's all I can say. Liverpool, very good against Leipzig, but... Is this bias seen, coming in? Like, we have seen, Daniel, we have seen Liverpool this season. All credit for getting past Leipzig very professionally. They played really well. They just don't have the consistency. Now, they're a great cup team. They could beat Real Madrid over two legs. I just don't see it happening, especially with Anfield not being the rock it's been for all these last few years. I just think Real Madrid are... They're, they're playing well also. They're on a good run of form. I, I just have to back Madrid in that one. I don't think it's going to be a run away with it. It'll be close. But I do what back about you, Madrid. Adam? I've went Liverpool, I must admit. Um, I agree with a lot of what Jack's saying, especially around Liverpool's consistency issues this year. Um, but watching the two Madrid legs against Atlanta, I just... They're not a particularly inspiring team to watch. Um, they're very, very reliant on Benzema at this stage. And I still think Liverpool's enough pace going forward that I see them troubling Real Madrid's back line. Um, yeah, it's, it's much more to do with me just not fancying Real more yeah. than me particularly fancying Liverpool. But. I don't see them, I see it being two particularly boring legs, if I'm honest. I don't see much excitement in either leg, but I think Liverpool will still sneak it. What about yeah. you, Dan? I agree with you. I think Liverpool will go through and it'll probably hurt Jack even more as he now voted on this. But as much as they have a hard time in the league, they've not really shown the Champions League so far. And I think the other big factor will be, realistically, if they want to reach Champions League next year, they need to win it. I mean, they might go on a really impressive run in the league, but I don't see. Don't know. Even if they go on a run to... in the league, if they if they go go on a great run in the league, I still don't see them getting top four. Yeah, well, that's the point. So um, they have to win the Champions League to get there, and I mean, and they've got enough motivation. Not only that, but I'm sure they want revenge from the Champions League final in 2018. Yeah. I mean, after what Ramos did to Salah, and we all remember it. Um, Classic game, loved it. I think we'll, I think Liverpool will have enough, and also the other reason. But I feel Adam's touched it mainly is I don't feel comfortable back in Real Madrid anytime this time. I think if Atlanta didn't get their red card in the first leg, I honestly think they would have been the team that we'd be talking about today. They were on top, they got a red card, and then even then, back Real Madrid were struggling to get in. Um, so. That's an Atlanta team that lost uh, their captain of St. January as well, who was kind of the heartbeat of their team yeah. for a long time. Um, so I just... I think Madrid have got slightly better in the Spanish league, especially in the second half of the year. And obviously we've seen it tighten there between Barca, Real and then Atletico. Only been four clear now, but we've seen Atletico's deficiencies against Chelsea. And especially in the first leg, we've seen Barca's deficiencies against PSG. So I don't think the Spanish league offers as much fear as it would have even three, four years ago. And Liverpool are getting um, their players fit again. Diego Jota back. I just have better chance. I can't say I think either team will win it, but I think Liverpool are the better of the two teams mm-hmm. and will progress. The one thing about Real Madrid is that they're, only Sp- they're the only Spanish team still in it. 
which means when it comes to that race for the Spanish title, you know, Atletico or Barca are probably going to be the ones going for it. They've got extra games to play around Europe. So, you know. True. I think with Madrid as well, to play counter-argument even to myself, is they are, in the last 10 years, been such a Champions League team. Yeah. So, I think even their own heritage and being the... I mean, when you think of Champions League, you think of Madrid. So... Um, so Dan's proven he can win it there as a manager and yeah, as a, exactly. a player back in the day. Um, it's, it's just my problem with Madrid, not just in terms of this tie, but just where they're at. Is it's an aging team that a lot of the signings also haven't worked out. Um, yeah. A lot of the guys that are younger, like Rodrigo and um, Vinicius, just quite aren't quite there yet. And then also like Hazard was the big one last year, and it's just obviously it's just. Just been injured most of the time. He's yeah. like, I, maybe biased, but he's an incredible player. But he's just injured. Yeah, and that'd be a good signing if he didn't play. And then beyond that, like guys like Modric, Benzema, Ramos, all these guys are are getting yeah. close to their mid thirties now. Um, so I just think Liverpool just have a little bit too much legs for them over two ties. And I still think that Liverpool front three will cause Madrid problems. Yeah, agreed. I think especially if they go where. I know Firmino's not been great for him, but Jota, Salah, Mane still is fearsome for any team. Basically. Plus, and then Matt Phillips will have Benzema in his back pocket for two legs. <laughs> right, so I'm, I'm outnumbered there. Does that mean when we talk about the semi-finals, we're talking about a, a Chelsea-Liverpool semi-final? Yeah, I would say so. Um, it's a classic we'll, semi-final. But if, unless we'll you think Real Madrid will win the full competition, then we'll get back to that. Not but I didn't have them for that, don't worry. So I think we'll <laughs> continue the English theme, being biased here, being from Britain, but I think City will be quite, I won't say pleased, but they won't be disappointed with their draw, I don't think, compared to some of the teams they could have got. Do you think they'll, I think they'll comfortably get through, as much yeah. as they've got, Dortmund have got Haaland, who, I mean, is the top goal scorer in the competition this year, which can be not earned at, but the defence for Dortmund, I don't trust in any capacity. I totally and agree. I think it could be an entertaining tie for that reason, but I just don't see City. The only thing that worries me about City is they've not reached the semi-finals since Pep been there, which I was interested to read up upon. I mean, we all remember Leon last season. I think they had it in their back pocket and they just gave it up. Well, so... that's an argument for why this might be a good draw for them. It's because it's not the easiest team in the draw that they always seem to get. Um, and then he overthinks it and messes it up. Yeah. I fully think that he'll get through. And it's purely something you said, Daniel, which is defensively, they are complete opposites. You look at the last round, City 4-0 on aggregate, 2-0 two, two wins. Dortmund went through 5-4 on aggregate. They conceded yeah. two goals to Sevilla home and away. Haaland can't carry you through everything like yeah, he, yeah. he loves scoring goals but at a certain point you're going to be too many goals down especially against an impressive city defense as well Absolutely. It's, it's a good test to where Haaland's actually at because um, it's probably as tough a defense as he'll play all year yeah um because the Bayern defense aren't quite as dominating as they were last year in Germany um but there was there's talk yesterday that Sancho's going to be missing for it as well and when you start picking that Dortmund team apart and you get past Haaland and Sancho, like Royce isn't quite the player he was a few years ago with the injuries that he's had and stuff. And then what you say at the back, they're just 
Sevilla were rampant at points during those times. They'll feel really disappointed they couldn't have got another goal in that second leg. Yeah. Um, the battle kind of between Haaland and Diaz and Stones or Diaz and Laporte will be very interesting, though. Yeah. I think it'll be a good watch, the ties for sure. I think Dortmund will go as they've been doing all year and I would be surprised if they try and contain City. But I think that'll be an interesting watch for us. But as long as Pep doesn't overcomplicate things, which I am very worried he does now that I've said, I think he'll get through. I think they'll be more uncomfortable. But we know that he's tinkered in the past and it's not worked out for him. Um, so, yeah. So we've all got City to go through him. So, man. Absolutely. Yes. I've been yeah. wrong before last year. But I do think they'll get through this thing. Yeah, should be relatively comfortable. <laughs> now the glamour tie, I think, which doesn't involve a team for Britain, I think last year's final, of Bayern versus PSG. Now this is the one that probably people are waiting to hear your thoughts on. So, who wants to take the floor on this one? Uh, I'll go first if you want. Uh, PSG in that first leg against Barca were phenomenal. But the second leg kind of, I think, reminded most people of what they still are. They're a team that's they're going to give up chances at the back. Um, and they're still quite heavily reliant on one of Neymar and Mbappé going forward. And I just you can't give up chances to this Bayern team, not the form that we've seen Lewandowski in the last couple of years. Um, yeah. So I, I think PSG will make at least one of the legs interesting, but I just think over two legs, I just don't see them controlling Bayern at any point. I, I think Kimmich and Goretzka in the middle of the pitch do such a good job for Bayern and controlling the, the pace and tempo of a game. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, agree. I, 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 totally I think agree. over two legs, I just think Bayern's too strong. Yeah. I think it's, it's what you said, if they could turn up, and do two camp new performances, mm-hmm. you could probably back them, but that's a big F straight off. Yeah. I mean, that's probably their performance of the season. So they would have to do two of them just to even get past this Biomedic team, which I think most people, kids are in there, the champions everywhere. <laughs> yeah. They're quite hard to back against, and it's a team that's well drilled. They know exactly the rules. It's a good squad. Um, you'd feel you look at that second leg and the chances that Dembele missed in the first half. Like I mean, he could yeah. have thrown in the first half himself. Even if you manage to somehow stop Lewandowski, you're then going to have to stop Kingsley Coleman or Leroy Sane or any of these guys as well, Thomas Miller. And I just, I, I just well, that's the thing we could actually name loads that. of players. Yeah. I mean, even that Muzela boy, the youngster, he's been yeah. cracking. I mean, I, I, I just see it. I think it'll be good to watch again. I would back not watching English teams or the City game. I think these will be the ties where you'll actually find yeah. entertainment. Because I think we've seen Paris, um, Central Man this year, like their 4 2 win against Lyon. It'll be end to end. There'll be chances both teams. If Mbappe takes all his chances, then who knows? We could maybe get two or three away goals and then that does change the complexion of the tie. But then I'd be very surprised if Bayern don't score at least two per game. Probably sums it up. I mean, they're conceding. I saw a stat there, apart from like three or four games, they've conceded at least 10 shots in every game that what yeah. has been there, which I don't they're playing teams that average around that or lesser against other opposition. Bayern, who 
a multi-team's goal, then most of the time hit the target. Not only do they just shoot, but they're good chance. I could see it if they take their chances at being a big win for Bayern Munich. Um, I don't trust PSG defensively, which I think. Yeah. And fully agree. Yeah, fully, fully agree. I think uh, you look at PSG in recent years. You know, quite often they'll have a very impressive first leg performance, and then do not back up in the second leg. Um, we've seen it in recent years. Seen it in the last round. I just, I just can't see past Bayern and Lewandowski with thirty-five goals in the league this season. Like, no. you know he's going to score. It's, I think PSG are just not strong enough defensively to cope with that Bayern team, and it's a bit of a cop out to say you know, Bayern have won everything, but it's true. Like, you can't not back the champions of the world and Europe and Germany. You know, they don't. Look, they've won more trophies than games have lost in the last year. So, yeah, we've kind of touched on already. I think it's maybe a season too early for Poch. We can probably judge on this time next year. Yeah, he manages to get the players in. But I he did Poch come is, in mid-season. Um, I think he's learning a lot about his his team this year, um, and who he can and can't trust in these bigger games. Uh, but I just uh, you look at like, just specific areas at like the middle of the pitch. Can you really see? Address a game, Verratti somehow stopping Kimmich and Goretzka from dominating a game for, for 180 minutes of football. Um, and even as good as PSG are going forward, it's, this is still a good buy on defence. As, as much as Jerome Boateng's about older and whatever else as well, like if Pavard's back in fit, which I think he's just back in training now, it's a very strong back four still. Um, heavily different to the back four that Barca were playing in that first leg. Um, and then Bayern still got a great goalkeeper behind that and Neuer as well. So I just, I, I just don't think more than anything that it's PSG's inconsistencies at this level that just concern me. Well, again, we'll to, they did reach the final last year. I know it was under Tuchel, so I, do, I wouldn't be surprised if somehow they grab the if it's on they need to do almost two camp move performances. I'm not going to sell the fans. I think Bayern Munich will stroll past PSG. Right. That gives us so. four teams remaining, three of them English. English. <laughs> we have no bias at all. No. So, what? Well, we'll Chelsea, we'll Liverpool. Yeah, Chelsea, Liverpool. I think, I'm assuming we all will probably agree. I think, well, considering Jack then back Liverpool, he'll probably have an easier answer here. But, me being biased, I'll probably choose Chelsea as well. But it's more, I chose Liverpool because of Madrid's weaknesses. And just now, I don't see much Chelsea weakness. Whereas I see plenty of Liverpool weakness. Um, so, and uh, when we played away at Anfield, I know that Liverpool were on and off day, but Chelsea dominated that game start. And it was, it felt like we were the home team. And it did not look in out at when we got into it. And that was under Chelsea. Um, even in the Lampard game against Liverpool this year, I think it wasn't for the red card right at the start um, in the middle of the game. We were on top. Um, I think Chelsea have a good chance against this Liverpool team this year. And I think I fully expect them, with their pathway to reach the final, I think that's important about Chelsea. I think Chelsea would beat Liverpool or Real Madrid, to be honest. Um, I, I, I don't see... I don't. I, I just think Chelsea will make the final at this point. 
the draw's good for them. I think they'll see off Porto. And as I say, I, I, Real Madrid or Liverpool, I, I think at the moment Chelsea see them both off. So fully back them to get to the final. Yeah. Can't believe I'm saying it, but yeah, I do. Hope so. Yeah, I don't. I went for 12-0 Liverpool. <laughs> Nat Phillips, uh, double hat-trick. No, they... I, start, I think Liverpool will be better in Europe than they will in the league for the rest of the season, but I still think... I think the way Chelsea play defensively suits them against a team like Liverpool. Um, we're having the three centre-halves and the two wing-backs. I think it'll limit the space that Liverpool's front three gets. Um, and then going forward, especially with where they're playing and his, about his pace to go in behind, it makes centre-halves drop that a little bit deeper. And you can't leave space then for guys like Mount and Havertz and not expect to give up chances. Well, um, I think that's going to be Liverpool's main problem with these two legs. We saw Tuchel from the start essentially like, just put the balls at the top and yes. Liverpool could not cope. Um, I would fully expect a... Werner to start games and it be stretched in that manner. And now Klopp's yeah. going to have a decision, like you say, drop back and then give Havertz, Mount, whatever, Zayat, Pulisic, whatever player mm-hmm. that's playing, which shows the depth that we've got. Or and that's the, you're the thing for me. It's even beyond that. If you're, if you're trying to defend a lead late on, somebody like Giroud against whatever combination the centre-halves Liverpool are playing at that point in time will be able to hold the ball up for you because I, we don't fancy any Liverpool centre-half combinations against anyone right now. Um, so I, I just I find that hard to find scenarios where I think Chelsea do anything other than beat themselves if they end up out here. Yeah, um, I think it would be Chelsea for form than Liverpool. Liverpool's still got obvious quality going forward, and if Salah's in the right mood, he can be unplayable. If Manny's in the right mood, but I just think Liverpool's got deficiencies at the back that are going to be hard to to stop Chelsea exploiting. Um, and then even like Allison doesn't look like the same keeper we've seen last year, um, which causes issues. Trent's probably not been as good at right back as he was last year. Um, the midfield three, no matter what combination Klopp seems to play, they just don't seem to look comfortable in there. And whatever two two shell plays out of his three options and and his two in midfield look great right now. Um, yeah. The only factor that could change that for me is when Chelsea finally do lose a game under two shell, you never know how a team will react to that. So if that was to come before that the semi finals, it'd be interesting. But I just. Mm. Going off of where we're at right now, I can't really see any situation where I don't fancy Chelsea. I think the only thing that Liverpool got on their favour, which they'll have the players that they have, which, I mean, it's an easy thing to say, but like you say, if Salah Mane in that turnout, they can beat anybody. And second of all, just with the fact that I think if they want to make Champions League next year, which I feel Liverpool need to do at this rate with the players they have, they need to get through no, it's, and I think they'll be looking at the draw as well, avoiding Bayern and City, which are the bookies two favourites. They'll think they have a chance they can get past. As much as Chelsea, I think, are being very criminally underrated, um, I think they'll think they have a chance as well if they focus all their energy. Especially, it's interesting to see what they do in terms of the league. If the league looks far off by that point and they chuck everything at this Champions League draw, whereas Chelsea might fight for the spot. And FA Cup at the mm-hmm. um, same time. So, um, yeah. But yeah, we'll 
move on to that until probably the glamour tie, like again with Baron involved. And if we're expecting a Baron City, now this is one that I'm guessing will create more debate. But I want to see what he's had. If anybody wants to put their neck on the line first, that would be I'll great. put my neck on the line as a My United fan. <laughs> I think Bayern take it. I think Bayern take it over two legs. Um, as I say, it's just difficult to see past Bayern this season, the way they've been playing. Lewandowski just being ridiculous. And I look at the fact that, you know, my United beat City, so they are beatable. If we can beat them, you know, 100% Bayern can definitely get results against them. So I just think Bayern are too strong. Of what I would say, I think, I don't know, I'm going to start the fence so I'm really not sure. Because you bring up the Man United one, but I would never see a Bayern Munich team playing as defensive or attack football as United did. Which, I know it works against a City team, don't get me wrong. I'm not digging at Solskjaer or United for playing yeah, it. But obviously. I don't expect the game to go in that pattern. Which will lead to chances for City, where maybe less so against United. And um, as Adam mentioned earlier, Bayern are not the best at the bat. They're great at scoring, but they concede, and they concede quite a few. So um, if City are on form and they have their players firing, whatever combination they decide, or something like Gunnarsson wants to show everyone from Germany what he's got, I mean, he'd probably all do against Dortmund as well. Um, they could have a chance here. It depends if Guardiola doesn't overcomplicate things. Yeah, I think I if he put a very strange team, I'll tell, I will probably talk about it on the podcast when it comes, but if he puts out a strange team, I would hand on heart to Bayern without a doubt. But I think there's a chance for City here, especially if they have the league not wrapped up by that point, but it look pretty comfortable. I think if this is if there's a year for City to try and win it, if they can get past Bayern, I think they'll fancy their chances of competition. It's the year to go. I would say. I'm not a City fan, but I think they'll look at it going, if we can be back. You're not a City fan. Yeah, <laughs> wouldn't guess from this podcast. Yeah, I think I'm giving them a bit much credit, but they look good at the back, and I think that's... I might yeah. be wrong, though. I think it could go either way this tie, and I'm probably going to say It's a tough fans. one to predict. It definitely is. What about you, Adam? Well, I've went with City. Um... I just think there's something different about the city side this year. And it's yeah, they don't have a striker. Well, I mean, even recently, I mean, they played with two up top against Fulham, and they still yeah. went and won three. That's been early. impressive. They've managed to make changes to the system at points this year and still look fine. And it all comes down to what they've done at the back. Um, Ruben Diaz, to me, is is the signing of the season right now. Um, and it's not just how good he's looked as a player. It's how different they seem at the back where I'm there. Um, yeah. There just seems to be almost a level of arrogance. They just don't think that you'll be able to score against them. Um, and I mean, you look at the impact he's had on guys like John Stones, who's played at his skin for most of the season. Um, beyond that, Cancelo's looked phenomenal wherever he plays right now. And I just think going forward, I think De Bruyne's starting to look more like De Bruyne again after his injury. Gundogan's obviously been phenomenal when he's been fit this year. Um, Phil Foden's really starting to look like 
someone that could do a lot for England this summer. Um, I just think there's a relentlessness to them as well. Like the Everton game in particular, Everton sat really defensive for 90 minutes. Everton's been pretty good at the back for most of the year, and especially recently. Mm-hmm. But City just still found a way. Um, and with that United game, I think, is it 25 wins in the last 26? Something um, like that, yeah. Which is phenomenal at any level of football. Um, and I still just think that, as much as I think this Bayern team is still good defensively, as I said, and I think against PSG that will help them, I think it will be more interesting to see if City can exploit Boateng space. Whereas I don't see, I still don't think PSG are there yet. Um, so, obviously, if, again, like the, the Salah thing playing against Chelsea, if Robert Lewandowski's in the right mood, I don't care what centre-half you put on him, like, he will score goals, but I just think there's something different about this City side this year, and I think over two legs, especially against a team that Pep was at, I think they'll find a way of getting themselves through. Um, and like you said, I think this is a year they really can believe that this is their Champions League to go win right now. Um, and I think I, I think I might be thinking as well, they've only conceded one goal through their eight Champions League games this year. Um, they conceded one goal in the group stage and they've not conceded against Munchen Gladbach there. Um, I think they just look different to me this year. Well, well something we'll have to give in this game because Bayern, City and Chelsea are the only unbeaten teams left in the Champions League. So, I mean, that might change by the time of this draw, obviously. But um, something we'll have to give both teams. I think, I think possibly if they're on different paths, would have probably both reached finals. Yes, for a lot of people. Um, so, I think it's the semi-final that people expected to be the final this year. Well, um, I mean, it's one saying Bayern, one saying one saying City. Daniel sitting on the fence. So. The real I think, question is, who would you rather play in the final? Yeah, well, I think, to be fair, I've been listening to Hargan, so I think I'll go with Bayern, but not necessarily on this season, which probably seems a cop-out, but loving history as I do, and Bayern's history in the competition, and City's, I back some every year. <laughs> I know you'd love to say that, but given how they almost internally crumble in the Champions League against a Bayern Munich team that I rarely see crumble in the Champions League. Like, they might get beaten by a better team, which could happen with City, like what Adam was saying. But I just think maybe their experience might do them over. But I do think, I can't say, it's literally 51-49. I can't say I'd be surprised if they went through if this was the draw. There is a part of me that just wants Chelsea versus Bayern in the final again. Yeah, it would be an interest. I mean, I'll, I'd, I just hope by that point, hopefully some fans in that come, come in, so drug fucking run on the pitch if that was to happen. Phil Kitt. Phil Kitt, get John Terry out and everything, roll them all out. Lampard can come back for it. Um, so, but no, I think for Chelsea, I think both sides are very evil. I don't think they'll, as a Chelsea fan anyway, I can't, Say I'd prefer one of the teams out the other. I think probably just with how dominant City have been, I'd maybe like Bayern just to see where we compared to Bayern and also yeah. have that kind of like comparison to the final before. And I think Tuchel, like Tuchel we, might like Bayern. There's a chance to kind of prove who's the better yeah. German manager at him and Hansi Flick. And he lost last, lost last year. Yeah, yeah. I think he'll 
have done his homework on Bayern for sure. And I think City, when they've played Chelsea, I know it was before Trishel showed up, but they just look so dominant. I know it's a different team. We should probably not use it as a comparison, but I don't know. I, I think if City reach the final, with how much hoodoo they've got about winning a Champions League, essentially, I mean, that's the whole reason that they got the takeovers to win a Champions League. And it's almost the... That's why Pep's there. I think if City reach a final, it's quite tricky not to back against them. Yeah. Um, I mean, if we're leaning towards Bayern-Chelsea, I mean, are you backing Chelsea to win it? Or do you think Bayern take it? Honestly, I think Chelsea have a chance. I I think think they do as well. Especially with... We'll figure out more at the time, but Chelsea have got City in the FA Cup semi-final. If we were to lose that look reasonably comfortable at top four, but not guaranteed. I think Tuchel say we have a real chance here, especially if we get past um, Liverpool in the semi-final. I think he'll be thinking to himself, we have a good squad depth. I think that Chelsea have what I think maybe a little more than any other team, maybe Bar City, is they can change their system in a game as well. So if we were to start with Werner, let's say, in the final, and it wasn't working, and chuck on Giroud, or likewise, we've been doing our five at the back, but easily switch it up and go to a 4-2-3-1 and it would look comfortable um, if we're chasing the game. With the players we have I think in a one-off final where tinkering can often help um, I think Chelsea have a good chance against any team that they go up against. But like Adam said, I think it will be whether when Chelsea finally lose the game, which I do think will happen in the next few weeks bounce back we could in a few weeks and Chelsea are terrible. <laughs> so, um, but I think at recording, yeah. Chelsea have a good, good chance of mapping. I think what was concerned me with Chelsea against either of these sides, whether it was City or Bayern, is he's a figuring it out going forward. Um, but I think it's still in way, I think it's 17 goals scored through two shows, um, yeah. 14 games so far. And you'll it's hard to stop City or Bayern scoring, so you're going. To, I think you're going to need to score twice, at least in that final for me. Um, which would be interesting if Tuchel can find it. Oh, it's only slight downfall you've been so far. Probably is just a lack of goals, but your coaches are so strong defensively, it's worked out fine. But there's been the couple of draws off the back of it, um, and it, there's talent going forward. So I'm not concerned long term that Tuchel's going to figure that out. Um, I think defensively is where you needed to kind of fix out first anyway. Um, but that would be my one concern facing either of these sides in the final, is they're both good defensively. Ex- I agree to an extent, but a lot of finals also are quite cagey. And like I, was, I think that will play in Chelsea's strengths. I mean, even by minute PSG last year, I know there was goals, but I did see there was always an atmosphere in a chance final. Neither team wants to lose, rather than teams going for the win a lot. Especially in the first half, sixty minutes. Um, I think that will suit Chelsea how they're playing this year. And if we were to grab a goal quite early on, I mean, it's a lot of ifs here. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm back in Bayern. Um, it's a cop out, but you know, I just think they're they're probably the best team there at the moment. You know, yeah. I just think over two legs they beat most people. And we saw last year that they have the, the composure to stick out a, a KG final. So I, I've backed Bayern to win it at this point. But it's it's going to be interesting. I mean, PSG is not going to be an easy tie for them. 
and then you know we assumed City beating Dortmund. That's also not an easy game. So yeah, yeah it's well, going to be. I think that's the thing with this really Champions League. You wouldn't be surprised if somehow it was like a Liverpool PSG final or a Madrid PSG. Like where the teams that are left, we've just like other own. Porto Dortmund. You never know. <laughs> To yeah, be fair, I do have Dan does not deserve joy written next to my final prediction. <laughs> so not a Chelsea win there. So that helps at all. I had Chelsea reaching the final, but then I've got Dan does not de- deserve joy. Yeah, I think yeah it'll be a Lewandowski type of header, same as the Jogwa one, mirroring it oh, to be rescue them, and then I'd enjoy that. In the last minute, Manuel Neuer will score a penalty and the penalty shootout, and <laughs> we'll run up and down. I can feel it. I'd be completely on board with that. But no, I think I think most people would choose Bayern or City even now, especially with how it is. I but I think probably... Chelsea. I think the main thing we take away from this podcast is I think Chelsea deserve a bit of respect. I think they have a chance. I think that's mainly I've had the more. But praise for fourteen games. <laughs> no, I mean I'm talking Christ. on the European stage. We know that you're an Arsenal fan. I know you don't like any other team getting credit. After you managed to get a really good draw against a team competing against for Champions League, two shows had nothing but praise for two months, and you've still got that small club mentality. This mentality is what you can see is they don't actually think Chelsea are going to win this Champions League, and they're not. That's what I meant by respect. I don't mean respect them. Yeah, I mean before I looked at the draw and went through it myself. If you'd asked me, are Chelsea going to win the Champions League? I'd be like, no chance. But then when I went through it, I'm like. Uh, they'll, they'll beat Porto. They'll probably beat Real Madrid or Liverpool. And at that point, they're in the final. And as you said, you can't write someone off when they're in that, yeah. at that stage. So well, It's kind of like I said yeah. to you boys last year about how I thought PSG could reach the final last year. I, I wasn't certain it would, but they had a draw that kind of had a nice pathway to get in there. Yeah. Um, and that's what you see with Chelsea this year. Is I don't think Chelsea's good enough to win a Champions League, Dan, in all honesty, right now. Like, I don't think Tuchel's had a long enough in the job to make yeah, that. Yeah, I would agree. But... They were impressive against Atletico Madrid in two legs. As much as I think Atletico Madrid's got issues going forward, they were still impressive. And just, you think they should beat Porto. Now, whereas if Frank was still there, I don't know if I totally would have been as confident. Um, and then Liverpool, because of Liverpool's problems at the back, I still think you you should be able to go beat Liverpool. Um, and then get hammered in the final and you should cry. That would be fun. <sighs> Yeah, I think we'll reach the final with the draw, but it'll be interesting. I just, maybe it's my bias in the 2012 final where we clearly were not a great team. I mean, mm-hmm. Ryan Bertrand left mid against, at that time, Bayern Munich was again the dominant team. It could be a similar. <laughs> it could see a similar um, sort of, and then Chelsea managed to get past. I don't know, I think there's a chance. But I think that's for the interesting about this podcast. It'll be interesting to know what people think. So if we're going to Bayern's and a Chelsea win, or is it Bayern's set? I can't remember what Jack said. What did you say, Jack? Oh, I'm Bayern. Yeah. So two Bayern's here. This podcast is backing Bayern to win the Champions League. I'm Shot. basically anyone but Chelsea. I don't really care. <laughs> anyway. So we're being very basic then. That's Chelsea are going out to Portland in the quarters. It's fine. So you heard it here first, Porto win the Champions League. So, <laughs> no, um, I think we all think Bayern will win the Champions League. I think most football fans will as well. Um, but I think City probably have a chance. And I think City are probably, and I mean Chelsea, I think also have a good chance. And they're probably the teams that I would say. And I think it's reflecting the bookies' odds 
they're the top three teams now in terms of winning the Champions League. So how would you know that? And you're not a betting man. <laughs> do my research for the podcast, Adam. Um, so just to conclude, you do not think Nat Phillips will lift the Champions League this year. Although I think he could reach the team of the year, I don't think he'll manage to reach so one. Clear that up. <laughs> Is there any other outstanding business you could think of the Champions League or that, or think that's quite good? Anything from you, Jukes? No, I think uh, I think that sums it up. Bayern to I, win, cop out. I have but... nothing for the for the Champions League. Um, just something we we thought we should touch on as we released an article the other day about the. The instant with Glenn Kamara and the Rangers game on Thursday. Um, it's something we think that we will touch on in a later podcast. Um, but something that we've not overly touched on today, but that we, we do stand with Glenn Kamara and any other player or person that's been affected by racism. Definitely. But Absolutely. I think we're we'll def- I think we're going to dedicate a podcast looking yeah. at it with racism and it's something we feel very passionate about I don't think it'd be right for us to even record it yeah. acknowledge what had happened so yeah we stand with Ben Kamara and any other players that are being racially abused um, and there's no place in our beautiful game so I think that's us so there we have it from us boys today but we want to know what do you think who do you think will progress and who do you think will win Come follow us at Last Minute Corner on Twitter, where you can come and let us know um, in our DMs and find links to our blog as a range of analytical pieces from a range of footballing leagues and it can become your daily football facts. Make sure you let us know what you think and leave a five-star review. It really helps the podcast grow. Thanks again for listening and come hang out with us again next week when we can talk more football. See you all later. <laughs>